0: Welcome to TRO Signal, a Trav Market Media Podcast. I'm your host, Linda Philippi, in McMinnville, Oregon, the heart of the Oregon wine country. Some of you may already be familiar with our guest today. She's a dynamic lady who's built a business empire from the ground up. She's the CEO of Ignite Me Now, the founder and CEO of Travel Chicks, and a woman on a mission to empower 1 million people to become the best versions of themselves through in-person events and online trainings. I'm pleased to introduce Melissa Mackey. Welcome, Melissa.
1: Hey, Linda. So nice to be here with you today. So
0: you definitely cover a lot of bandwidth with your various companies, so let's break it down a little. Your various businesses, as I'm going through and kind of getting some background on you, I guess I'd break it down into you're about communicating effectively with your clients to provide value and services for them along with profit for you. But mostly it's about the personal satisfaction doing work that you clearly love.
1: Yep, for sure.
0: So let's talk about um, what you were doing before you became the, the mogul that you are today. Tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Well, it's it's been an interesting journey. I went to business school and received my degree in applied finance. And so I was in the banking world to begin with. I was doing loans and mortgages and I was not cut out to do that. I learned very quickly that that was not my path. And I took my first vacation with a friend across seas, uh, actually, in May of 2006, I believe. And that was to Thailand. And we were there in May. And that December was actually the year that they had that huge tsunami.
0: Oh, right, right, right.
1: And I tell you, That trip completely changed my perspective. It changed, it just changed what I wanted to do. I wanted to get into the travel industry. And so I would apply for travel agent jobs, and I kept getting shut down and shut down and shut down until finally I, I, got my foot in the door. And I was also at that time pursuing an acting career. So I was taking acting classes at the same time as I got into the travel industry and done a ton of different stuff. Like, I mean, if we go back to when I was like 10 years old, I used to knock on doors selling Regal stationery. And it's like, I've just always had this idea in my head of, learning how to make money for yourself, like running your own business. And it's been quite a, quite a wild ride.
0: Okay. So, um, I I, re- I recall when I was young, I was a Girl Scout, and my across the street neighbor and I would race each other up and down our respective sides of the street as far as the street would take us to see who could sell the most Girl Scout cookies. So yeah, I, I get your competitive spirit. Who were your biggest role models when you were growing up?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I I had one teacher when I was taking my business studies in school. He was actually a lawyer, but he was also a professor. And his words and insights that he would spend time with me and just offer these insightful things. Mr. Clark, he he was definitely one of my role models. And, you know, I've had so many mentors over the years who I've loved different aspects of different people. I mean, one of many people may know by the name of Les Brown, was super inspirational to me. Same with Bob Proctor, who teaches all about the science of getting rich. I just really love learning about entrepreneurs who have built their own empires and had things come crashing down, but they were able to rebuild themselves. And truthfully, I I have too many mentors or role models to to name because there was so many at different stages of my journey Mm -hmm. that, you know, I just, I really looked up to.
0: Now you live in Canada and do you find any difference in the way that that people process things culturally in Canada versus the United States, for example, and I know that you're international as well, not just, you know, our neck of the woods, but worldwide. Hmm. Because for example, I'll give you a, a little bit of an example, you know, in, in, uh, the states, the model for a long time was brick and mortar travel agencies, and mm-hmm. now I would say the model definitely is home-based. I mean, it's, there are far more home-based agents. Whereas in Canada, up until at least a few years ago, the model was more toward brick and mo- and mortar. Am I correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. It definitely was brick and mortar. And my experience dealing with travel agents all across Canada and the U.S. in the last, you know, four or five years. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing I notice with Canadians is, and Americans, is Americans seem more open to different ways of doing business, whereas Canadians, it's like, okay, we got a brick and mortar, and we're not really taught how to generate leads, how to generate traffic, like, because we just relied so heavily on foot traffic, and, you know, word of mouth, and... I I think that's probably the biggest difference. And, you know, even Americans to Canadians, I think there's more businesses that are started in America relative to the population as opposed to Canada. And there's no doubt this year has forced business owners to think of different ways of generating business? Because, well, as you know, many brick and mortars have had to close doors. Not
0: only in the travel industry, in every single industry. So we've all had to get more creative. And I think we've all become well accustomed now to, I mean, webinars were already big, but now the idea of the Zoom this and the Zoom that and just interactive meetings with people, I I mean, at school, the kids here, or do distance learning. So even being educated has has gone to online and it's just, it it really has been, you know, and maybe it was a watershed year on purpose. I don't know Mm -hmm. the grander, larger design. It's, it definitely shook us up and said, you're going to need to change the way you think about doing business. And I think that's, you know, that can always be a positive thing. Ultimately painful, painful during the process, but a real growth opportunity as well. So yeah, totally. For you, then, your coaching and motivational speaking businesses, now, was that originally designed as something that you would present in person in workshops around various countries, or did you always kind of design that as an online thing from the beginning?
1: Well, the truth is I came from a brick and mortar travel agency. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very grateful for that opportunity because I was taught how to run a business, how to hire people, how to fire people, how to train people. And then when I started Travel Chicks in 2010, I brought some of my old employees with me and I must have done such a great job at training them because they left to start their own agencies and it threw me for a loop because I lost these great people quite early on and I really lost my zest for travel and so what had happened back in 2010 is I started on this personal development growth journey, and that's what opened up all this speaking and coaching and a whole new world aside from travel. And so since 2012, I have run live events where we gather all sorts of entrepreneurs, not just in the travel industry in, in real time, like real live events, real live workshops. And then I'd say probably in about 2015 is when I started doing a lot of more online training. And, uh, With the travel agency, I then started combining how can we get consumers and and the public excited about travel. And so we started hosting these meetups for the public to come in, mix and mingle and have a drink and uh, learn about different destinations. And so all of this just kind of amalgamated, you know, it just fits so beautifully, the coaching, the entrepreneurship And then tying it into travel. And and now, I mean, this platform that we're building is, it's really, it's turning into like a travel training institute for agency owners and independent consultants. And, you know, it's funny because at so many different parts of our journey that we go on in life, we think, oh, this is so painful. Many in 2020 are experiencing pain. And in retrospect, you know, we're going to look back five years from now and say, ah, I get it. That's why I had to go through this what seemed painful moment, but everything is preparing us for what's next. And I think like biggest thing, what I'm witnessing in the world, in the, you know, travel and tourism world, in the entrepreneurship world is that you got to learn how to pivot quickly. And one of the biggest things, like with this social media challenge that we just ran a few few weeks ago, is that so many agents had lost hope in the industry. And we really need leaders to step up right now to reignite that hope. Because, come on, we turn on our TV, we turn on our computers, and it's just doom and gloom. It's very easy to get get stuck in that place of uh, disempowerment, discouragement. And we need leaders to step up to actually instill hope back into humanity, really.
0: Completely agree. You, Melissa, 100%. I think, like you, I think that we'll find that COVID has been a real boon in some ways, painful though the journey may be at the time. For me, it's been a great opportunity to just kind of, you know, as most people in the travel industry, we're always traveling, right? We're always on a plane. We're always someplace else. We're taking great pictures. It's, oh, you ought to be here. Isn't life grand? But now when we're just forced to get back down on the couch, you know, after the first several weeks of Netflix and chill, you look around and you think, well, what is this about? And for me, it's been about a lot of introspection and a lot of self-reflection and and thinking about you know career and travel and the larger deeper meanings of life and what is this all about and i really actually do think that it provides this has been and is continuing to be a great opportunity for people who as you say have the mindset that they're ready and willing to pivot but then also able to look out and say, gee, what do I do? And find a person like you who says, let me show you, darling. I got, I've got just the blueprint for you.
1: You know, the old African, I think it's African proverb. We can go further, faster together. And mm-hmm. it like cannot ring any more true. It's I, I, I believe in the travel industry right now, especially, there is so much massive opportunity To set yourself apart, to build your brand, to learn how to use these skills and and add to your toolbox um, because you never had time before. Right. Exactly. And, And it is so many industry professionals are leaving the industry because they think it's doom and gloom. So guess what? For all the ones who are left standing, you better be putting yourself online. You better be uh, communicating consistently, showing who you are, you know, what what you're about on a regular basis because you're going to be top of mind. There's already agencies who are selling out tours and trips for 2021, and there's no reason why whoever you are in whatever um, capacity and niche that you're in, there's no reason why you can't be doing the same thing right now. And I mean, think about what travel just does for the soul. It opens up your mind. It expands your horizons. You learn how to adapt to change rapidly. How many times have you flown on an airplane where there's been a schedule change and you've been in the airport? And I can speak from my own experience. I remember this one specific flight. I can't remember where I was going or where I was coming from. But I had a schedule change after schedule change. And I got so grumpy and so miserable. I was like, awful to be around. Well, (laughs) um, that did not help the situation. It did did not help solve the problem. And this is one of the biggest things that's happening in the industry right now. Think of a schedule change. You cannot solve the problem from the consciousness in which it was created, which means If you're going to be angry, I mean, uh, when you have a schedule change, when your flight's been canceled and all these things, you're not going to get anywhere by feeding into that anger. And how many agency owners and independent contractors are fighting so hard and putting all their attention to what's not working right now, when instead, you are sitting on an incredible opportunity.
0: You know, I completely... Melissa, I know in the States in particular, I can't speak for any other country, but the travel industry is kicking and screaming that Congress needs to do something. Somebody needs to do something. We need a bailout. We need better regulations. We need this. We need that. Well, you know, waiting for Congress, the Senate in this country to get anything accomplished, you might as well, you know, wait for the second coming of our Lord and Savior. So, uh, it's more to me about what can we do for ourselves and so you write off 2020 okay no big deal 2020 is gone but let's work on 2021 let's work on 2022 so i i think that you have got the perfect mindset for all of that and i was going to ask you about like your learning curve along the way some of the challenges and the pitfalls that you've personally had to go through i mean you did mention the loss of almost your entire staff when you first started your business but What other things have have been like really important points that you've learned as you're going along this journey?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing for me is that I'm very grateful in the sense that I know there. whenever we want to accomplish something or we want to reach different goals or hit different targets, there's like several ways in how you can hit these targets. And so my mind has always been staying on top of like marketing i just love marketing i love understanding how marketing works i love uh putting like painting the whole piece of of a client journey that you actually take a client through when you're doing a sales process and this isn't just related to the travel industry and so my mind has always been like oh i want to stay on top of you know xyz so i engulf in their training or I pay for a course, but it's like, I'm never stagnant. And I know what I learned when I was in business school about marketing and the way that, you know, you start a business and you put a business plan together. A lot of those pieces, the fundamental pieces are the same, but marketing. When I graduated, that was 2004, 16 years ago. What we learned in marketing school back then it is, it, it's not even what we learned back then has no relativity to what is happening right now. We are living in a world that is changing at rapid speed. I mean, now we have artificial intelligence, we have robots replacing humans. You know, there's so much going at such rapid rates. And, you know, let's face it, many of the travel industry have been in this industry for 20, 30, 40 years. And, you know, they used to write out hand tickets and, and it's really hard to wrap your mind around, you know, technology and all these new bits of pieces that are happening. But, you know, I don't care what business you're in, you have to keep your mind engaged and, and like on top of what's new or what's coming. And I mean, For me, I've learned a brand new software program uh, since February. I made it my mission. Like, I I was on trainings probably close to two or three hours a day. And that was in my own time. And I learned how to build funnels from the back end, how to tie in email autoresponders and just create all these back end systems. And we need this moving forward. We need to like you just you can't not stop learning and the moment that you stop learning is the moment that you're really dying inside because it's the world we live and i mean i have sacrificed many days of not working with clients but only focusing on my education and you know the other the other thing i will note is that It's not about saying yes to every single training. I don't know about you, Linda, but in my email inbox every day, I probably have a thousand emails with this destination training and that one and this leadership and that. And the the biggest thing I can leave you all with today is like, who are you focusing on for your niche? Like, what is your business? And when you see all these invitations to participate on this training and that training, Stop saying yes to everything. And is this going to help you with, you got to visualize what it is that you want in your mind. What life do you want to create? And, and is all these trainings going to help you do that? Because I would bet no. And I see this so many, week after week, people are like, oh, I'm so stressed. I'm so overwhelmed. I have this training and that training. And it's like, well, you actually don't need to say yes to everything. Only say yes to the things that are actually going to help you reach your dreams.
0: You know, it's kind of that marido of, of, of education. Does it bring you joy? You know, and if it doesn't bring you joy, if you're not excited about it, then it doesn't matter how many hours you sit there. It's, it's not going to really, you're, you're, it's not, you may absorb it, but you won't really want to implement it. So that brings me to a question that I have for you. Number one, what is your, uh, your aha moment when you realize that you had skills other people would pay to learn. And the second part of that is if you are working with somebody, and I'm assuming that you probably do some individual coaching as well, and you get somebody who there may be, they may be fabulous at destinations. They may be great at sales. They just can't add any more to their own plate Do you just recommend and say, here's a a company that will do your marketing for you? Or do you say, why don't you think about bringing on somebody perhaps younger and more tech savvy who may want to take over that piece for you? Where do you kind of go with that? Those might be two really different questions, but I don't know that they are. So you do it, do it how you want to.
1: So with regards to the marketing question and hiring out, you know, a more tech savvy person, What I do believe, and this came actually from one of my mentors, Brendan Bouchard. I heard him speak, I don't know, six or seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember taking notes as I was listening to his training. And his training was talking about, of course, marketing. And he said, when it comes to your own business, he said something along the lines of believing and understanding how every single piece of your business works first before delegating it out. Mm-hmm. And I and it's something that has just stuck with me because you hear a lot of these business gurus and business coaches saying, if this is not your strength, hire it out. I believe that to a certain degree because I believe it's very important that you understand how all the pieces work first, why? Because when you delegate it out and you hire someone, and if you don't even understand the task that you're delegating out, I have so many people that have been ripped off. They've, they've paid $1,500 for a $5 job. Right. So, as a business owner, I believe it is really important to understand all the aspects of your business and marketing. Doesn't mean that you need to go into the depths of debt, you know, depths of whatever it is that y- you cannot figure out yourself. But a general understanding because too many people are getting ripped off and too many gurus are charging high amounts of dollars for stuff that it's just, it's just, you don't need to be spending that money. Uh, And what was the first question? Your aha moment when you realized you had skills that other people
0: would pay to learn.
1: Ah, so... (laughs) For me, because I have such an inquiring mind, I would much rather figure it out myself than ask for help. Like, I just want to search. I'm very resourceful. And so I want to make sure that I've searched Google and I've asked questions to people that might be able to help me before, you know, going to the direct source of, of figuring something out. And what I realized in everything that I was doing, the stuff that comes so easy to me like, I I spoke at a huge tourism event two days before live events were shut down in March. And my workshop that I offered to tourism professionals, it was like standing room only. And the amount of accolades and questions and, and people coming up to me and I was like, really? Like, I didn't even realize that I could be offering courses on this because (laughs) my (laughs) course was like, I think an hour long, or maybe it was an hour and a half long. Mm -hmm. People were stopping me in swarms in the hallway saying, Oh, I just wish we had the whole day with you. And I was like, this stuff is so simple, but you know what, what you find simple and what I find simple, there are thousands that don't. And, and It's, it it was a huge aha moment. I I was going to say the big light bulb,
0: like the cartoon character. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Like I, I just, I was so beside myself and yeah, that's it. I love it. Okay, so
0: when Richard first talked to me about you, he said, oh, she has a very wide female following. And he, he kind of em- emphasized that. And so I was going to ask you, is your focus on or, or seemingly your focus on women intentional or was that just kind of an organic part of your process that women are more open to these sorts of things or, or, or what do you think it's about?
1: Hmm. It's really interesting because I've been dabbling in the live event and workshop training space for, you know, 8 years. And in the beginning, I wanted to just focus on entrepreneurs, men and females. And there was men who were attracted, but there was it was definitely uh, attended much higher for the women. And then, you know, when people would hire me as their coach, or we'd uh, do group coaching together, most of the participants have always been women. And then the interesting thing was how how women keep getting attracted to us. And I realized, you know, since four and a half years ago, when I birthed a baby girl out into the world, I was given a girl for a very specific reason. And I believe... My daughter and I have have a big duty and responsibility on this planet, and it really is to blaze a trail for women and what's possible. I've witnessed it over all the events I've done, all the coaching clients I've had, and just meeting women from around the world in these different, you know, Facebook groups and pods of of different communities. It's like so many women suffer the, the same limiting beliefs, the same loss of their voice, and obviously, being a woman, it's easy to relate to other women. But there's not many women who are creating a space or a platform to bring forth these other women who have messages to share. And so it's just, it's it's interesting. And I know our story, my daughter and I, uh, you know, the story is still being written, but it's very clear that it's women. I'm I'm meant to serve women. And, you know, it's it's definitely now moving more into those moms who have businesses they're you know the millennial term is mompreneurs oh. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: i like I, I liked your um i liked the phrase that i saw in one of your emails or taglines of the of the fire starter starter mama or something like that mm-hmm. i think that's really cute i love it
1: well and it goes along with with my other company name ignite me now it's like I'm here to ignite a fire under your ass.
0: Fear. I love it. it. Okay. Right? Somebody has to do it. Well, you know, I, I obviously I'm a woman myself and I would say that you know in my lifetime I've seen so much growth in opportunity for women and yet if there are if there's a room and there are men and women a lot of times the women do their voices aren't as loud. They're not as willing to speak up, they're not as willing to all those things that they told us, you know, in the sixties and seventies about little girls and little boys in classrooms and things like that. I, I think it's all really true. And I love that, you know, you are, your mission is to empower women. And I, I think I'm, I'm getting a sense of your why, because you are empowered. You do feel, you know, that you have a mission to empower other people and that's a big, Piece of why you do what you do. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So, there are a lot of business coaching services out there. There are a lot of uh, travel marketing services out there. So, what do you think your particular niche is? What makes you different?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. And I would say the biggest thing is I have such an ability to create a community. And I, I know you had popped into our Facebook group for the challenge that we just ran. And, you know, the feedback is just it's so pleasant to hear because oftentimes I don't care who you are. If you're super successful, uh, making a lot of money, there's still limiting beliefs that come into our minds, you know, and and some people can really, you know, squash them and not let it you know run you and even for myself i i think like what's so good about melissa like why would people want to choose me and it's just such a refreshing reminder because i have a, a, an ability to make people feel accepted and acknowledged to be heard and to feel safe and significant there is so many marketing coaches out there that they're just spewing all this information and they're not actually empowering the agents from within And it's, it's great to be learning this information, but if you don't actually feel super connected to what you're, you're learning and taking in, it kind of falls on deaf ears. And, you know, a lot of the success rates from people who just teach and do marketing stuff and they don't actually build a community, there is a huge difference in success rates.
0: I I agree with you. And one of the things I was going to say is I, what I loved about that group about going in and poking around a little is how the web, I mean, you don't even really have to chime in a whole lot. You create a safe space and then the community kind of feeds off of each other. And it's somebody posts something that they've done and everybody else just absolutely loves it and gives them lots of positive feedback or constructive feedback or whatever it's going to be. But once they have the platform and the space they empower each other and they continue to build each other as they're developing their own self-confidence about what they're doing and their, their skill level as well. And I think, you know, we do, we're, we're like little, you know, rats or monkeys or something. And we learn off of each other, like, oh she did that. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm, They'll love that so much. And I think that that's one of the wonderful things about what you're offering is the way Mm -hmm. that you do create that space for, for women to feel, very very safe very included and you know there are no wrong answers it's it's going to be what it is and how y- your journey evolves differently from mine but that doesn't mean that we can't all support each other along the way
1: and that's the biggest piece is supporting each other because i can tell you i joined some travel agent community groups here in Canada. And all they're doing is complaining about not making money. They want to fight the government. They want to do all these things. And I was like, you know what? I I can't even be in this space Mm -mm, because it is not encouraging. And all you're doing is, "Eh, yeah, you know, it's, it's this energy that is not going to help you. It's not going to help your business, and it certainly is not going to help serve your clients, and and it is the old way of doing business is all about money, power, greed. Uh, It's very male-dominated, masculine-focused, and I believe we are being called, especially as women to tap into that creative space. We are born creative. And this is what the world is needing right now. How can I put my own little spin on this? Oh, and by the way, turning more feminine in the way that we do business is all about support, collaboration, cooperation. It is not about competition, which is how the old way of doing business is. Oh, how fast can I get to the top and beat that other travel agent and do this? Hmm, you know what? we can go farther, faster together. So why don't we create a space where other agents who are doing the same thing can come together and encourage and support one another? And I mean, our group is proof that it is doing numbers since COVID hit.
0: That's great. That's great. So you've 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 said a lot. But is there a specific little anecdote that you'd like to talk about? Something you're really proud of as a coach? Like something specific?
1: The biggest thing I would say is that I've been able to accomplish and achieve what I have as a single mom with no other support, you know, financially. If I can do that, anybody can do it.
0: I love it. Now we, we just have a few minutes left, but I wanted to talk a a little bit about travel chicks because that's completely different than your coaching and motivation. That's a retail travel agency. Am I correct? Yep. Okay. And that's, is that a hundred percent online? Yes. Okay. So, and I, I, I see that you specialize for women and groups and girlfriend getaways and things like that. And did that, is that, that was the first business that you had? Yes. Okay, so you're that's continued on right mm-hmm. through as you've developed this whole other thing. you're still doing that as well. I love yeah. that, so let's talk about the the famous work life balance. How do you manage that
1: well i i mean i I travel like travel is one of my my escapes from life uh mm-hmm. you know i I honestly, I don't believe in balance. I don't believe we will ever have balance. Uh, I I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) Like for me, you know what my work-life balance is? My personal time is I spend a lot of time every single day praying, meditating. Uh, Sometimes I have a bath at two o'clock in the afternoon and my lifestyle has changed drastically since before having a baby as a parent. Uh, you know, there's many nights that I'm up. I was up at 4.30 this morning with my little one and you just have no control over it. And uh, it's, yeah, I, I don't believe in balance. I believe in taking care of yourself first, period.
0: Uh, well, you know what? I actually agree with you. I'm at the stage of life where I live alone now. My kids are grown. And so COVID has been kind of a nice, you know, uh, contemplative retreat, like a Zen, a zen retreat for me but I have really, my heart has gone out to all the people who are trying to work from home, take care of little ones, toddlers, school kids, all of it. It, It's crazy. So my hat is off to you. And I agree there. I mean, like your life flows into your work flows into your life and it's all organic. Mm -hmm. So to close then, what, what is the place that you're most looking forward to when the world opens back up again.
1: Oh, well, we already have a ticket booked for December. And okay. we are heading to Puerto Vallarta. So oh, nice. I just, Mexico has such a little piece of my heart. I feel so comfortable there. And yep, yeah, so we're leaving in, you know, soon.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, a few weeks. My daughter is actually in Puerto Vallarta right now. So, <laughs> oh. and my brother's in Cabo. So yeah, I, I, I mean, Mexico just always feels like such a friendly, safe, warm, easy place to be. So, Mm -hmm. well, I will look forward to seeing you out and about. And hopefully, we'll meet in person one of these days. I would absolutely love it.
1: I would love it too. Thank you so much, Linda.
0: Thank you, Melissa. Take care.